Welcome to Talking Giants, presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick. We got our 53-man rosters that we're doing today. We do this every offseason. We are going through position by position, and we're, we're making cuts. We're doing what we want, not necessarily predictions. Justin, how are you? Yes, not predictions, preference. Now, I think it says predictions in the title, but... The reason why it says that in the title, because that's like what normal titles are. But the in, in, in all actuality, these are our preferences. Now, Bobby Skinner, I'm doing fine. I'm a little tired. You know, we're recording late at night because my job was funky and, you know, we got to watch our Nets. Yeah, we watch the Nets. You have Nets thoughts on your brain. So I just want to kick it to you and let you roll to start off the show. Whatever you want to say, if you want to save it for later, I'm just going to let you roll right now. I just want to say that we're 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 gonna win the championship like that's oh. that's essentially I, i'm going into this buck series i was you know it was our first real test and i was like let's see how this looks and now it's like oh yeah we're good we're good there's no no need to be nervous which by the way i i made it official i'm coming to new york for the nba finals i'm excited for this can now, i stay at your house you... well first of all i have an apartment can i um, i mean can i can i stay at your apartment Second of all, um, we would need a blow-up mattress. I do not think you are fitting on our couches, my man. I've where there's a will, there's a way, and if and if that will is to spend less, you know, two hundred bucks less a night, I'll sleep on a couch. You, you can. I think we have a blow-up mattress. I can text. Um, I could text my boss right now and ask her. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think we you would be more than welcome to stay with us. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I. I the hotels are nice, but it's it, they are they're really expensive right now. But I think if I if I could get a hotel for like a hundred bucks a night, I'll do it. I don't care. I mean, how how long are you planning on staying? Possibly three nights, depending on how. Wow. Then okay. I'm going to the Nets finals games. You know, so, so you are going to the game though, because like, that was something that was up. If in the I air, can get it's a very ticket, expensive. so they're going to play two games in a row, whether it's game one and two or game three and four. If I can get a ticket for less than three hundred bucks, I'll probably go. I was looking at them yesterday, and they're at nine hundred bucks. Yeah, which maybe that's just because you know this the they're not actually in the finals quite yet. So if I could get it for three hundred bucks, I'll go. If not, we'll just we'll just all go outside and 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 watch it outside the arena, which is a fun atmosphere. I remember doing. You know, I'm not an Orlando Magic fan, but when they're in the finals, we would go out. You know, we would go hang out outside the arena uh, for those games, and they pretty electric atmosphere. Breaking news: Justin's apartment does have an air mattress. Very nice. You know, I, I might just get a hotel. Nancy, so you got me all excited. We'll see. Thinking that we were going to spend time together. Maybe, we were going to do some co- other. Well, could, depends. Are you going to drive me around? Yeah, I, I mean, if, if you're staying with me, yeah, we would like we would go out to eat. We would do co-host bonding. But now that I'm saying this, this is making you want to get a hotel even more. Well, yeah, we'll see. Um. <laughs> Yes. I kind of want to stay in New York, not New Jersey. 
be next to the office. Yeah, you media snob. You want to stay in New York? New York. Well, you know, you gotta gotta feel the Brooklyn love. Uh, Hair's looking extra good today. Can I just can I just get that out of the way? Then we'll get to then we'll get down to business. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I'm just very excited for the Nets right now. Um, you know what I'm excited for? The Giants. We got a surprise this week. What was that? Nick Gates was wearing one of our shirts. Oh yeah! Before we get to the fifty-three, so had OTAs. Really, really no news came out of OTAs besides you know Galladay was there, so you get the clips of Jones and Galladay, which was cool. But no, like no talking points. Like you know the OTAs from a couple weeks ago. Like we had some real talking points coming out of it. You know Carter Coughlin. Like there was some some new stuff. The O line alignment. Nothing much in this. We'll get some stuff out of minicamp. But what we did get is Nick Gates wearing our T-shirt, our Hog Molly shirts, and his press conference. I was so, I, I was so hyped for that. So, I, I go to watch the interview, and he had a good quote like, "I don't have a life. I, I you know, football is like my football's life. my life." So yeah. I like, you know, I was refreshing looking it, so I could clip that, and I see it, and it's got his shirt down. I was like, "Is that one? Is that the Hog Molly shirt?" You know, and then after the first question, it's not like the logo is not on the shirt. He stands up and he like readjusts himself above where you can see it. And I was like, that's the freaking Hog Molly shirts. So I was, I that was pretty exciting. And I, 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 uh, I hit him up and I was like, dude, that's, I was like, you're the man. I was like, now we just got to get Judge or Graham to wear the shake and bake shirts. Yeah. That was not planned, by the way. That was not planned on our part. I mean, I know, I know we, uh. You know, Nick Gates might have bought slash we might have sent some Hogmolly shirts to him. Um, but that was not planned of like, hey, you're going to wear it on this day. So that was kind of surprising and it was kind of nice. Um, and an unintentional mistake, not a mistake, unintentional act by me by wearing the Hogmolly shirt when I got out of the shower when I got home from work today. So, so that's a cool, you know, it's just, it was a cool moment for us. You yeah. Know? And I think our, I think all the listeners who are like the third co-host of the show, um, felt had a, it was it was a cool moment it's you know we're still as we grow it's like those little things are pretty cool it's like look I, it's crazy that you know the talking giants versus the world tweet blah 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 i think that's a bigger deal but in terms of our diehard listeners i think the fact that they saw him wear the shirt and a lot of the shirts that people have by the way you know go in our go in our description you know, if you're watching on the YouTube, I'll even throw it in the description of the podcast app. I don't do that. So go in the description wherever you want to look at the sh- if you want to look at the shop. But seeing like our dot for our diehards, seeing Nick Gates in that shirt, I think meant more in terms of like, oh, Nick Gates is talking Giants versus the world more than him actually tweeting that out. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. So we got who's the next player to wear something for us? Um, who's, I mean, I, we've been talking about how we want to get, we want to get buddy, buddy with Will Hernandez. Cause he's just like a, I think he's the guy that would catch our vibe. Almost right. Um, um, so, so I, I really want Leonard Williams. I, well, I want to make a Leonard Williams shirt without getting copyright. That's a challenge. That's a challenge for me. We should make a lot more shirts. We should. You know what? We should have cartoons of our own faces. Everybody else in the company has them. We need them to um, uh, make me look a little skinnier. You know what I'm saying? And, uh. We'll do like me with a buzz cut or something. All right. Uh, do you want to just get right into the fifty-three man thing? I mean, yeah, we've messed around for uh for about like eight minutes, seven minutes. So yeah, let's 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 do it. All right. So we're gonna go through. We're gonna do our our what we want, not necessarily our predictions, but like if we were the coaches, what we would do. Then we'll do our last four in, last four out, and then we'll talk about what actually is our the predictions. You know, 
like we're going to see you know what happens and, and talk about guys that might be the you know the the unexpected cuts so let's go through it position by position quarterback do you have more than two no, and and but this is my early prediction to our preference to both of our preferences. I think we're very much. This is my prediction to our preferences. I think we're very much going to be like the same, and I think I'm going to hate that. So we both got Jones and Glennon, right? QB is the, yes. QB. Do you want to give? Do you want to give like big picture thoughts about like what how, like the exercise of going through this before we actually give our actual preferences? What do you mean? Like here, so here's my big picture thoughts, like completing this exercise before we actually give the results of the exercise. I thought it was going to be a lot harder. I thought it was going to be a lot harder where compared to years past where I'm doing maybe a lot of research about like who's the who's the bottom of the barrel guy who can be the sixth defensive lineman or the sixth cornerback or the, the fifth wide receiver, right? Like last year, we, we actually had to do some thinking in terms of who would our preference be for, for wide receiver five. I don't really think there's that, there's that research that's happening maybe besides offensive linemen, defensive linemen, and not even, no, not even a dresser. I think those are the two spots that are really, we're only doing like research in terms of maybe who do we want our preference to be. So this roster, basically my overall big picture, this roster is very much set up where the names that are kind of popular, like we already know those names. And that goes from QB one to honestly, like offensive lineman eight. Like we know, we know these names. We're familiar with these names. Um, et cetera, et cetera. So that was, that's kind of like my big picture thoughts. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a lot more predictable this year. I mean, yes, when you gain yeah. depth where it's like, it's not only do like, is this guy our fifth wide receiver or our fifth? It's like, this guy's going to compete, you know, like he's going to be getting, you know, like he's going to be competing to get reps in the game, not competing just to make the roster, you know? So QB, we both have Jones and Glennon. Yeah. Are you opposed to the three QB? rosters like pat Shermer was a three qb guy um last year they had with the new practice squad elevation and by the way it's still 53 man rosters i know there's this myth that it's 55 it's not you can have you'll have 55 guys on any given week but there's 53 people who are part of the active roster throughout the season the other two are, are practice squad players that you can protect um or, or call up for that week so are you are you are you against uh, a third QB? I'm pretty strongly like you know I I don't want third QB on the 53. Like make that guy a practice squad player. Clayton Thorson, let him be on the practice squad. Yeah, in the past it used to be like you know oh Alex Tanny's going to be around. I'm mentally preparing myself for there to be three QBs this year because of you look at the rest of the roster pretty much up and down, and there are going to be some tough decisions that are going to be made. That would really stink if a player that we kind of maybe sort of believe in is cut because there's a third quarterback. So usually I'm like kind of indifferent, but I prefer not to. This year I'm adamantly give me two QBs and only two QBs. I'm think, pretty adamant about and it. I, and I think they will. I think they will. All right, running back. We both have Saquon Barkley and Devontae Booker as running back one and two. Those are the obvious, obvious ones. Yeah. Who is your running back three? Corey Clement. I was hoping we might disagree on this one. We agree. The other ones that are, you know, you got uh, uh, Tyquell Armstead, uh, Gary Ry- Ryquell. Ryquell Armstead. Ryquell. I knew I screwed that up. I was-, I was close with him, by the way. I was close with him. You know, he had some, uh, you know, highlight-worthy plays in Jacksonville. He's kind of a receiver. 
Um, the main difference was the special team snaps for me. So and Clement, he's he's done it. He's proven it. He's kind of replaces Dion Lewis. Which, by the way, I don't think Dion Lewis signed with anybody. No, I do think Dion Lewis is a free agent. Golden which, Tate, same thing. I'm surprised they didn't bring back Dion Lewis to be honest. You know, because they use him as a receiving back and and being. I probably would. If you asked me as just like a receiver, what have you done for me lately? I'd probably take Lewis over him. And they did yeah. use, as much as people would bother people, they did use Lewis as a kick returner. Um, but I'm going Corey Clement. I, I do hate to cut a draft pick. I do. Like, I'm not a fan of cut. I'm, I I like to keep the draft picks on the roster. But I, I kept the other five. The other five, spoiler alert, are, are on the roster. So they cut. Last year they cut Chris Williamson. And everyone else made the 53. Even yep. TJ Brunson made the 53. Yep. Um, so last year they cut one out of ten. This year I'm cutting one out of six. Yep. Fullback. Elijah Penny or Colin Gillespie? Elijah Penny for the running back fullback versatility. And also Elijah Penny was just overall he was pretty good last year. Yeah, Penny. I wasn't a Penny fan. I was I was a very much like go get a true blue fullback, and which I still would be a fan of. But Penny played well as that fullback. And, you know, like you said, he has that running back versatility. And if you need him in a pinch, you know, he was better than Jonathan Hillman when, you know, they, they both were playing running back versus the Patriots uh, in 2019. So I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with Elijah Penny. I love Colin. I love Colin Gillespie. He seems like a cool dude. It would be fun if he made it. But I, Elijah Penny does everything. He plays special teams. Elijah Penny is my fullback. So no disagreement so far. At a position no. running back where there could have been some disagreements. Yeah. Let me ask you this. How many wide receivers do you have? Five. I wanted to go six, but I do have five. Okay. Now here's where we're going to have a little bit of difference. Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slotin, Kadarius Tony are four that are guaranteed. Yes. Who did you keep off? Dante Pettis or John Ross? I kept off Dante Pettis now, and I have a I have, I have kind of a good explanation. I think I'd rather keep Dante Pettis over. I got both of them, by the way. I have Dante Pettis and John Ross. I would. So you keep, have six wide receivers. I would. Yeah, I have six wide receivers. I would keep Pettis over Ross. Now, uh, even, even though this is our preference, and like Bobby and I, we kind of loosely care about special teams. I tried to make this somewhat realistic, where I did try to look at special team snaps for like. My fifth string, like my bottom yeah, of the gotta, barrel list. You have to have a coach's mind when you're doing this, not just like yeah. fantasy, a fantasy football mind. So I try to, when considering whether I was going to have five wide receivers or six wide receivers, we'll get to the Dante Pettis versus John Ross thing to begin with. But I looked at the special team snaps breakdown of our wide receivers last year, Austin Max, CJ Board included. Um, they didn't really take a lot of special team snaps, which kind of surprised me. I thought that those guys keeping those guys around for a decent chunk of the year, you know, CJ Board, you know, saw saw a decent amount of games. Um, I thought that they would receive special team snaps. They did not. Um, so that's why I decided to keep five. Um, you know, if we were going to use, a, if we were going to have like a wide receiver and carry six, and then one guy can be a special teams guy, then maybe we have one less offensive lineman. Maybe we have one less interior defensive lineman. I would have done. I would have gone that route. But the Giants last year, their precedent showed that they didn't. So let's just carry five, and I pref- I simply prefer John Ross over Dante Pettis because I think there is more upside there. I think the the there is more boom potential of John Ross possibly being good and being there, especially if uh, one of our other wide receivers goes down and then John Ross's snap count goes up, snap share goes up. 
than Dante Pettis being good. But Dante Pettis, I think, is more of a safe option. Yeah, Ross is, is very boomer bust, where it's like he there's nobody in the league who has his type of speed. But I don't think there's anybody in the league who has the drop issues that John Ross has either. Like yeah. He makes Evan Ingram look like a saint with, you know, he makes him look like <laughs> Kyle Rudolph. Um, and there's just, there's just, it's, you know, I, I'm, I have a lot of hope for John Ross and I'm excited for him, but there is a reason why it didn't work out in Cincinnati where, you know, if there's any, if there's any franchise where, you know, you can go into the radar a little bit and you're not keep killed by pressure, it would be Cincinnati, but I'm keeping both of them. So I'm not cutting one of them like you. Um, so I'm, I'm going six wide receivers. And to be fair, and Dante, Dante Pettis looked Pettis, pretty di- pretty good at the end of last season. By the way, yeah, yeah, he did. I mean, he he had a really really nice catch against Week Seventeen in, in Dallas. Um, to be fair, um, you know, spoiler alert: Dante Pettis was one of my last four out, so he was close. Okay. All right, tight end: Evan Ingram, Kyle Rudolph. Yep. You're keeping three or four tight ends. I'm keeping four. Is Caden Smith on there? Well, the the other two obvious ones are on there for me. I did not have Kelvin Benjamin as a tight end. You know what? I I went with Kelvin Benjamin though. No, <laughs> I'm serious though. Like, think about it. What use is keeping our like? Do we really value doing three tight end sets with Levine, Toy Lolo, Caden Smith, and Kyle Rudolph? Like, I I do do we really value that? Like, does does Levine like? Think about it right now. It's you're. You know, you're playing, you know, we're playing Dallas. Like, who do you think can make a more positive impact in that game? Calvin Benjamin or Levine Toilolo? You know? No, you're right. And we, we've we've talked about it before. But right as of right now, Calvin Benjamin is listed as a wide receiver. And frankly, Bobby, you would like list him on the depth chart as a tight end. But he would never never be taking snaps with his hand in the ground. I agree, but we, that's why he's the fourth tight end. If we, if I was keeping only three tight ends, if we never signed Kyle Rudolph, it would be Levine Torilolo over over Kelvin Benjamin. It's like Levine Torilolo, he's a good third tight end to have. But, I mean, one, like, you don't, most teams don't carry a fourth tight end. I mean, the Giants didn't for the majority of last year, and you know, before they cut Eric Tomlinson, after they cut Eric Tomlinson. So, if I'm going to keep a fourth tight end, I'm going to, do be a guy. I'm going to take a chance on a guy like Kelvin Benjamin and see if he can still just be that contested catch guy. Where Levine Toilolo adds nothing to the receiving game. He's a good blocker, but again, you have Caden Smith and Kyle Rudolph on this team. If we, yeah. if we never signed Kyle Rudolph, it would be Levine Toilolo. I mean, I was, you know, when people were losing their mind when they restructured him, I was like, no, this is this is smart. You know, they use him a lot. He's a good third tight end. But when they added Kyle Rudolph, I just I don't have a ton of use for Toilolo. Although yeah. I will predict, my prediction would be Toilolo over Kelvin Benjamin, but yeah. what I would want would be Benjamin over. Yeah, I I just think Kelvin Benjamin's role would just I I see what you mean, and and I think that's like so fun, like kind of sign me up for it, but it's also just super niche. That's such a super niche. But isn't fourth specific- tight end niche in itself already? Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. I'm I'm seeing I'm I'm seeing you, um. But I'm also again I'm trying to this. This is a preference, but also I'm trying to use kind of like a smart brain at the same time being like, I don't think the Giants would keep Kelvin Benjamin around just for that. And also, I wouldn't either. I would not do that either just for that one specific kind of play. Because also, it's a, it's a it's a telltale sign whenever he's out there in the red zone. It's like, oh, 
this guy is out here for one reason only. Let's just go up and catch a football. Are we both so, on the Kyle Rudolph tight end one train? Um, I don't know. I think let's say I really think let's, they're going to split snaps like him and Irv Smith did this past year. Yeah, I, I would be for that. I, and here's the thing: I'm not for tight end one, tight end two. I'm not down to put the designation on it because I really do want them to split the snaps. I have been asking, you know, Bobby. I've been asking this since the 2020 regular season when I wrote that blog after that Eagles game of you know dramatically decreasing the snaps of Evan Ingram because Evan Ingram can be very very good in spurts. He's not good when you rely on him when he's getting over 100 targets, 90 targets. That's not. I don't think that's how he can be a productive player in the NFL. So I think having Kyle Rudolph there and them splitting the snaps. Well, I want to save that for like a PPP in terms of our projections of snap share and how often these guys play and stuff like that. But yes, I I would sharing, sharing tight end one is what I would like kind of say. Offensive tackle, Thomas Parrott Solder. Do you have a fourth? Um Thomas Parrott Solder No. No. Guard. Will Hernandez, Shane Lemieux. Now you've got Zach Fulton behind him, you got Kyle Murphy, and you got Chad Slade. I went Fulton, I have... and I'm keeping Murphy as well. Same here. So I, I, I'm going to end up with nine offensive linemen. Same here. Okay, so no, so we're we're both doing this. I, I, I really think Kyle Murphy is my most anticipated player to watch in preseason. Like I'm so happy we have a preseason because I get to watch, um, get to watch Kyle Murphy. I really think that guy can be something, but it's just we haven't seen any type of any NFL um, action yet. They added him to the 53 man roster. Um, you know, uh, late in the year. I don't think they just did that for no reason. Um, now it does hurt my heart to let Chad Slade go. Cause he's one of the, he's one of the guys. They love him. He's a, he's a glue guy on that offensive line. Um, and Kenny Wiggins is on this team too. And he's like, he's got some good pro experience. You know, he's, he's, he started a handful of games in the NFL. Um, but I, I, I kept, I'm not going to keep more than four guards. Um, so I'm keeping those four. Who would you keep, Chad Slade or Kenny Wiggins, if you were to keep them? I mean, I would keep Slade just because it's more fun. I mean, I frankly have never watched any of them. Chad um, Slade, remember they they played Chad Slade in a game this year. Remember they when they were rotating against Washington. Remember they put Chad Slade in. They had Chad Slade and Matt Parrott left tackle versus Washington, and then they got down to the goal line and they put Andrew Thomas and Shane Lemieux in mid series. Like, all right, we're we're punching this in. We need these two in there. So I, I found this stat that you tweeted out three days ago. I don't know if you said it exactly on the podcast, but you referenced it. But here's the exact stat. This is from Bobby Skinner. Giants projected starting offensive line has combined 83 career starts in the NFL. Their backups have a combined 297 career starts. That's bizarre. It's it's it's. <laughs> I, it's I've said this take over and over this offseason, so I'm sure people are tired of hearing it. But it's a weird di- – like, that is a weird dynamic of having – yeah, all of that experience on the bench and all of this youth in the starting lineup. I mean, and think, and it's, I mean, it's really young. Thomas um, has essentially sixteen starts, but Parrott got the one versus Washington. So those, you know, fifteen and one right there. Shane Lemieux has uh, nine. Yeah, Shane Lemieux has nine starts. Nick Gates has eighteen or nineteen, and then mm-hmm. Will Hernandez has the bulk of them. With yeah. The, two and a half seasons Kyle Murphy was one of my last four guys in all right well let's save last four in for for last four in 
Okay. You're spoiled. Um, well, we have well we have one more offensive lineman that we have not shared who the, who that is. Well, who is that for you? We have center. We have Nick Gates. Yes. Do you have a backup center? I do have a backup center. Jonathan Harrison? Yes. And it was tight between somebody else. But again, just going off of experience and um just what we've seen pro reps and we've seen what like what this what Jonathan Harrison is. Yeah, Jonathan Harrison I'm pretty confident will make the team as, as the backup center. He's he's he started a lot of games as center in the NFL. So that's our offense. So on offense we have one, two I have one, two, th- six, twelve, sixteen, nineteen, twenty three, twenty five. I have twenty five players. You have twenty four players because you have the one less wide receiver. Um, and I'm trying to get a ton of money because DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top-rated sportsbook. We're the top-rated Giants podcast. They're the top-rated sportsbook. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook. It's easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for new bettors, and nearly limitless ways to get in on all the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. Listen to this great offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credits. That's right. Pick any basketball team that's still in contention. So the Bucks aren't. Like You can't bet on the Bucks because they're done. Wow. Bet $1. If that team wins, you win $100 in site credits. I mean, bet on the Nets. Come on, guys. Don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball, hockey, and so much more all week long. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at, at your convenience. By the way, did you see USA beat Mexico? I heard the Spanish call on that, and it was phenomenal. I So I have a lot of Mexican friends, and I remember the last time they played in the Copa de America. Um, and I remember just talking trash the whole time. So, But with COVID, I haven't been around them as much, so I need to call him uh, tomorrow and, and trash talk. So, Esteban Juan, I'm coming for you to try hmm. – I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you feel bad, because they, I mean, they, they love soccer. Download the top-rated DraftKings sportsbook app now and use promo code John Boy when you use, uh, when you sign up to turn one dollar into one hundred dollars in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you will claim one hundred dollars in free credits. That's promo code John Boy for a limited time. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Wager paid out on site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Let's get to the defense. Yeah. Defense. Let's start with the secondary. Oh, we're going to reverse it. I have it listed, but it's like, you know... Edge and D-line is where edge is where it gets... You know what? Let's start with D-line. That's the way I have it in order. Yeah, more more captivating conversation. Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence, Danny Shelton. Yes. BJ Hill. Yes. Who is your fifth? Well, I have six. Austin Johnson is one of them? Yes. Are you like me? Staying, keeping that R.J. McIntosh hype train going. No, I am ending the R.J. McIntosh hype train, and I'm For going who? to the Rain, the Raymond Johnson hype train. Oh, he can make the practice squad. I know, but I, I, it's tough to let R.J. McIntosh go. Um, he's not one of my last four out or last four in. Blah blah blah. But um, I'm I'm loving Raymond Johnson, man. He's the new toy for me. 
Um, undrafted free agent. So give him to me. He's making my roster. All right. Let me let me give you some evidence here, kid. Give me some evidence. Yeah, you're gonna tell me R.J. McIntosh has played 17 snaps, but he somehow has 22 sacks within those 17 snaps. That's what you're gonna tell me right now. I know you. I am just gonna tell you. If I could find the freaking tweet. Yeah, you're going to Twitter advanced search and you're going to look up your In own In 2019, R.J. McIntosh <laughs> had two sacks, two tackles for loss, and two QB hits on only 114 snaps. For reference, Dalvin Thomason had 596 snaps. Always seen some hidden talent in McIntosh going back to him playing Quentin Nelson at Miami versus Notre Dame. Good production for the fifth defensive tackle. I there can't it is, give up on Miami. Him. I can't is. give up on RJ McIntosh. I tried to. I literally didn't put him on the list. And then I I, I went back. I was like, I have to get RJ McIntosh on this roster. Who am I cutting? Who am I cutting? Um, and then I cut somebody from the edge group. To keep RJ McIntosh, there's got to be a reason they kept him on the active roster last year. And he got he was active. Ze- so he was on the, the game day active roster. He, he Zero days. Like, he yeah. never dressed out in pads for a game, but he was on the 53-million roster all year. Yeah, healthy scratch. Yeah, He was a healthy scratch all year on the roster. Like I get that maybe that now that position was healthy, so they, that's, you know, get, but I like R.J. McIntosh. I do. I do. And I think he's on the – I don't think there's a worse team in the NFL for R.J. McIntosh to be on. No, it stinks. Because we have all these defensive tackles. And you know what? I, I – here's – here's – I almost cut Austin Johnson. And maybe... You know what? Coaching change. This this is why this stuff happens last minute. Wrong, wrong sound. I am cutting Austin Johnson. Wow. And I am adding a player back into the edge group. Now, At this he, time no, last my... year, I was very much clear-cut RJ McIntosh over Austin Johnson. Okay. Now Austin, but did Austin Johnson do anything for me to be like, uh, nope, no, he 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 was average, I guess, but he never he never really made an impact, you know, like he recovered a fumble, like I think he caused a fumble versus the Rams, but like Austin Johnson never really made a huge impact. He did all right. It's like, oh well, he's gonna play nose tackle. I think Danny Shetland's gonna be awesome at nose tackle, and he's not gonna like we don't have to run a nose tackle eighty percent of the game. You can play Danny Shelton 55% of the snaps, and those be your nose tackle reps for a game. Yeah, the only thing is is that then he's your only nose tackle. And then, you know, you're at a point where... But Dex... Damn it. All right, I'm keeping Austin Johnson. And that's the thing. You're right. You're right. I have to to think about this as a coach and not fantasy football. Austin Johnson is I can see where your preference lies, but, you know, in order to fit our theory, Bobby, of... And this is my opinion. In order to fit our theory of, hey, we can have our linebackers play back a little bit um, so they can like kind of go back for the pass and we can have our defensive linemen take care of everything up front, having more than one nose tackle option, um, you know, I, I people presume that, that Dexter Lawrence can do it and it's like, why not? But he hasn't done it and I'm not a film buff, so I don't know if he can, but having more than one nose tackle option I think makes the most sense if we want to continue having this approach of playing Blake Martinez, playing Tay Crowder back, um, then they can come up and make plays, but even if Austin Johnson's a little overpaid, I'm okay with it. I'm going to make a special team decision. 
Okay. And I hate doing this. Like, I hate myself right now. But if I'm just thinking about this as a coach, I don't need a six guy in this defensive line group. RJ McIntosh is getting cut. Wow. It's... I'm sorry. I have to keep the That's nose tough. tackle, and I value B.J. Hill more than I do R.J. McIntosh. Yeah. If I'm if I'm the the coach for 31 other teams, I have R.J. McIntosh in my roster. This is the one team it doesn't happen though. Um, but I have to keep a, a certain player, which we'll talk about in the next group on for special teams. I really hate myself for this. I do. Yeah, you're, you're right. I am all right, but it sucks, dude. It sucks. So let me change my first four out. First four in. Okay. The edge group. Yep. The person that I am keeping and cutting RJ McIntosh for is Cam Brown. He okay. plays too many special team snaps. He is a good like he is a he is a special teams guy. He's a you know a six round pick, draft pick. They like him. You know, they want to develop him. He played even a little bit. I mean, he played more defensive reps than than, you know. RJ McIntosh did in 2020. So I'm keeping Cam Brown uh, and cutting RJ McIntosh. The other group is at the edge. I Like last year, I'm keeping six edge players. Lorenzo Carter, OZ, Aziz Ojulari, O'Shane Zimenez, Ellerson Smith, Afedio Negbo, and Cam Brown. You, said, you just said you're cutting Cam Brown. No, I, I'm keeping Cam Brown. I'm cutting RJ oh. McIntosh to keep, to keep Cam Brown. Oh, all right, then we have the exact same six edge spots. However, there's an interesting conversation that comes with the edge group, which I will get to at the end. in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. At, at the, the end. end. Um, I, I know where that's going. All right, inside linebacker. Blake Martinez. Tay Crowder, Reggie Raglan. Got but we both have those two. We both have those three, yes. Or those three. Carter Coughlin is 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 he's both our fourth, right? Yes, he is. He's a good talent. It's a good way to keep him at a spot where there's no, you know, there's no person of strength there. Um, you know, Devontae Downs obviously got uh, run at that spot last year. I know we did a little Kale Garrett segment, but I would, I would rather keep Kale Garrett over Coughlin. Uh, T.J. Brunson is there too, but I'm just not a T.J. Brunson fan at all. Yeah, and I think the Giants showed that they weren't really a fan of his at all either because they didn't play him at a spot where where Devontae Downs did get a ton of reps. You know, there was Tay Crowder got hurt. There was all the reason for. TJ Brunson to get reps and he never did. I think he yeah. played like two reps in, uh, all year on defense and they one was like on a, like they're like third down pass rushing reps. Um something that I did think about was cutting Cam Brown, Carter Coughlin at edge and Kale Garrett at interior linebacker 4. That is something I did think about. Yeah, I I, I think it's, it's a position they could keep five players. Like, I don't think that's crazy. I think a lot of teams do. Um but I, I, I'm I'm sticking with four at that spot. Blake Martinez, yeah, I mean, he's, gonna, we, he's not coming off the field. Um, you got two guys in Tay Crowder uh, and Reggie Ragman, and then that fourth guy is just like... Now, I say it every year. It's a talking point that I say every year. If you start the season as the fourth inside linebacker, you're going to get important reps. It happens every single year. I mean, what if they if they carry five interior linebackers, one of them being "quote unquote" Carter Coughlin? It doesn't harm you to cut. What you would replace Raymond Johnson with the fifth interior linebacker, and odds are that fifth interior linebacker would be more valuable than than my sixth interior defensive lineman. Yeah, 
Yeah, Raymond Johnson making the roster would simply being like, we don't want to take a chance on losing this guy. Yeah. Which, by the way, did you see the undrafted free agent money was in the order that we like those players? Raymond Johnson one, Brett Heggie two, and Jake Burton three. There you go. So the the order cool. of we how we thought those guys those players were good was the order they paid them, which is cool. Um, all right, cornerback. We're we're closing down on the roster. James Bradbury, Dory Jackson, Darnay Holmes, Aaron Robinson. How many more corners do you have after those four? Just two. Isaac Edom and Rodarius Williams? Yes. However, Rodarius Williams can easily be replaced with, like, anybody functional. I like Rodarius, though. Like, I, yeah. I, I, think, I, I really like that pick. I think he was good value. I think he slipped a little bit because he is, you know, a little older. But I like Rodarius. I, I was going to make sure I found a way to keep him on the roster. He can play, you know, those backup corners can play special teams. Isaac Edom, well, certainly wasn't good, I think, for the weakest link on a team on a defense that was a ninth ranked defense, I think he held his own and, and he did have some good moments, you know. You know, I like Isaac Yadon was not Sam Beal uh twenty nineteen. No, he was not Grant Haley twenty nineteen. He was not Corey Ballantyne twenty nineteen. Like he was a, he was a step above those guys. So um and that's after getting benched and then and then getting put back in there after Ryan Lewis got burnt a couple times. So so keeping keeping six corners. Safety. Jabril Peppers, Logan Ryan, Xavier McKinney, and Julian Love. Yes, four. Four. Special teams, Graham Gano, Riley Dixon, Casey Kreider. Are you going Carson Tinker at long snapper? You no, gonna... we, no, I'm a Casey Kreider stand. Yeah, we're big Casey Kreider fans around here. All right, so that's a 53-man roster right there. So my last four in were Kelvin Benjamin, Cam Brown. I mean, Cam Brown, I mean, he barely made it in. And then I had, I had Kyle Murphy and Zach Fulton as last four in, but that was because I thought about maybe losing one of the guards, and I was like, which one of those would I would I keep? But since I kept both, I put them both in there. So, but I was one of those two was definitely going to make it, but I I put those in the last four in because those were when I was you know trying to fit a RJ in. Like I I debated getting rid of one of the guards. Are you ready for my last four in? Yeah. Raymond Johnson, Rodarius Williams, Kyle Murphy, just because I, you know, I haven't seen him, and O'Shane Zimenez. O'Shane Zimenez. We're, we're going to have an interesting conversation about him in a second. Last four out. Levine Toilolo, RJ McIntosh, clearly. Kale Garrett, and David Sills, man. I, liked, I, I hate that David hmm. Sills didn't get his shot last year. He yeah. got hurt. David Seals, I think, would have made the roster last year, and he got hurt. Uh, I almost put Alex Bachman in, but I, I like David Seals, man, and I don't think there's a place for him unless there's injuries. But uh, I, I, I hate that. I hate that he's up. But I put him in my last four out, and my controversial who was in the last four out was Ryan Anderson. Yeah, yeah, free agent signing. I feel like the last four out is. It was a lot harder for me to kind of think, like, because now le- le- the last four out exercise, that is a lot harder to come up with those names than it actually was to put together the roster. Because now when we're, we're talking about the guys that are basically left over, like, there were really no big names that we cut, Bobby. Like, I was I was thinking about O'Shane Zimenez, and that would have been a big name for me. Um, but really, there is no big name that we left out. Um so here's my last four out. Brett Hagee, 
Um, I, I, you know, it was kind of back and forth between him and Kyle Murphy. Um, Dante Pettis, you know, that's understandable. Ryan Anderson, I think that's understandable too. Free agent signing actually does have a, a decent amount of pro experience. Um, and Mondre Harper, you know, isn't Mondre Harper the guy that likes to get in fights? I feel like he's a good glue guy. Yeah, he's been working with the DBs in Tampa and stuff. Um, so he's so he's my last four out. Um, Bob, a lot of people are surprised that you know I'm sure they're listening and they're screaming in their at their cars. They're screaming at their computer screens. If you're listening on the YouTube's or your phones, they're screaming and they're saying, "Where's Nate Ebner? Where's Devonte Downs? You nobody's fools, screaming for you Devontae idiots. Downs. I don't think Devon. I actontae don't think Devonte Downs is going to make the roster, even though he very well could. Um. So that's the thing. Now, Nate Ebner is not even on the roster right now, technically. But Nate Ebner is going to make the team. Like, he's going to make the team as a special teams player. Who do you think that bumps out? Because I don't think it bumps out someone from the safety spot in Julian Love. Could it be Rodarius? I mean, I could see it being Rodarius. But I think... I don't, I don't see any cut this year that would have get the reaction that Ryan Connolly got out of me. You know, every, every year there's there's cuts that make people mad, but the Ryan Connolly, what about- there's very few times where I am like just pissed off at what the Giants have done. It's very, it's very few. It's few and far between when I am in, like I am so pissed off at the Giants, them cutting Janoris Jenkins for no reason. Well, when I say no reason, when they didn't need to cut him, um, that had me in it. I was pretty pissed when they played Daniel Jones versus Arizona with a sprained ankle and a bad hamstring. And Ryan Connolly was one of them. I don't see there being that this year. Now, what it could be is O'Shane Zimenez. And I don't want O'Shane Zimenez cut, and I think he can be well. But if O'Shane Zimenez comes into camp and doesn't prove himself, then like I that's like a, I, okay, like it, it stinks, but you guys didn't draft, you know, Joe Judge, you didn't draft him. I defer to you on that in a crowded edge room. You know, like it's it's a crowded edge room. I get it. Now, the Ryan Connolly, it's to me, I still look at it as inexcusable. As a team that freaking started Devontae Downs a ton of games. TJ Brunson made the roster. Guy played two reps. So please spare me the what did Ryan Connolly did in Minnesota. Look what our trash ass team what our trash ass inside linebackers did with Devontae Downs and TJ Brunson. Um I just don't. I don't think that's gonna. There's gonna be any reaction like that for me this year on on cut day. So here, here is the warning that I am going to give to all of the wonderful Giants fans who listen to our show and who follow what we do. Somebody that we all like is going to be cut to save a roster spot for Nate Ebner and possibly Devontae Downs. It's going to happen. You know who could stop saying Devontae Downs, okay? I, I'm I'm being and I'm being legitimately serious about this. Somebody is going to be cut that we like to save a roster spot for special teams. Now it you know could be Downs, be. it could be Ebner, it could be Ryan Anderson. So a lot you know, O'Shane Zimenez is kinda he's actually kind of a popular cut in Giants Land right now. You know who it would be that would piss a lot of people off? Who? Carter Coffin. Yeah. I could see it yeah. being Carter Coffin. Like, it's a crowded edge room, and say the inside linebacker thing doesn't work out in camp. I, I could see that happening. I don't want it to happen, but that that could be... I think that would be the one that got would get the most negative reaction. Would Pettis or Ross get that reaction? 
I mean, Corey no. Coleman got a pretty negative reaction. And I, 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 no, that's because Corey Coleman was the problem. Now, this is also a little bit of the problem with quote unquote preseason games. Corey Coleman was a stud during those scrimmage games, and that was he was a stud during the scrimmage games, and he was a stud during practice, from what the beat reporters were telling us. So I think that a lot of people got excited based off of that. Uh, also, he was going to have a very real role on the team in 2019, and then he tore his ACL or, or whatever it right. was. Like he was having, he, like he was set to have a very real role on that team. You know, that's you know they had Cody Core playing wide receiver reps, TJ Jones, like Co- Corey Coleman would have been a key contributor. You know, it was, it was a battle between him and Cody Latimer, and then Golden Tate got um, suspended. Like Corey Coleman would have played a good amount of reps in 2019 if he didn't get injured. And then yeah, and John Ross would have more of a negative reaction than Dante Pettis. But I uh, but I do actually think you're right. I think people would be more outraged over Carter Coffin than O'Shane Zimenez, which is kind of a crazy, it's a crazy thing to think about. Which I have more hope for O'Shane Zimenez than I do Coughlin, work because like I think O'Shane Zimenez can be like a a really good edge player. Where Coughlin, I don't think he'll ever be really good. I think he'll be a like a like a, a player who makes plays, but he's never like consistently good. I just think because he has physical limitations with his yeah. size, which I that's that's why I love the inside linebacker move, like. You know, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. I, I'm thrilled at that. I'm excited to see how he fits in at that role because that's how he could, you know, turn himself into a Kyle Van Noy or whatever. Um, so he's a guy with a lot of talent. It's 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 how does that talent end up working in the NFL? Um, so I mean, it's you know what we kind of made it seem like it was going to be a little boring. There's a lot of interesting conversations around the the cuts. Yeah, like they're like once you t- and. So let me do quick instead of what I want. What predictions would be Nate Ebner in? Yep. Who would be the out for that? I mean, my my simple out would be to put Nate Ebner in, and then take out Raymond Johnson, and then you have five interior defensive linemen, three regular defensive linemen, two nose tackles. So mine would be Ebner in, Kyle Murphy out. And sure. Toilolo in, Benjamin out. That would be predictions mm-hmm. over what I would want. Um, and then the rest, I'm pretty like set on. Like that's what I think will actually happen. So I mean, but from what I want, there's only there's only two differences I have is Nate Ebner, in, Nate Ebner, and Levine Toilolo in, and then Kelvin Benjamin and Kyle Murphy out. It will be very interesting to see. If both Ryan Anderson and Cam Brown and Carter Coughlin make the roster, where does Car- Carter Coughlin would obviously have to be? He would be labeled on the Giants website as a linebacker, but he would obviously have to be an interior linebacker. And then the other guys are edge guys. But then what happens to the rest of the edge and linebacker rooms? And we're kind of throwing away Ryan Anderson right now, but the Giants could be like really high on him. Yeah. You know. Like he's, uh, I'm, he he he's played a decent amount for Washington the past couple few years. Um, you know he's an Alabama guy. He is ver- like if there's anything that Ryan Anderson is, is he's a, he's a versatile player. Um, no, and Fetty and Fetty's changing. Fetty Odenegbo, he's changing position. He's kind of changing. Fetty's a guarantee. I say kind of. He's a guarantee. Fetty is. I I will guarantee. I hope Fetty so. Makes the, this roster. I hope so. I think they have big. I think they have high hopes for Fetty. Like I could see, we walk first play week one. Afedio Negro's out there. Like, in fact, I'm predicting that. 
Oh, put it on the table. Um, Say it with the chest. So I, I'm, I'm predicting that Efedi Odenegbo will be playing the the uh, Odinabo. It's, so I, I someone told me I've been spell, uh, saying it right, Odenegbo. It's Odinabo. So the, what is it? Is the G silent? Yeah, Odinabo. We'll see. All right. Do you have anything else? No, no. Um, I hope my my one time of prefacing saying prepare yourselves and we also we have a whole june and july left so in august essentially and august the caught the caution will come again but in terms of this initial preference for 53 man roster this is fun but also now you know getting a little anxious that somebody that we probably really like from this football team is going to be cut to put somebody who we don't like on this football team mainly a guy for special teams and it's, it's gonna, it's gonna push our buttons. Um, but in a way, I guess it's a good problem to have because there's depth. Nate Ebner, I'm mentally prepared for Devonte Downs. I am not Devonte Downs making the roster will annoy me. Nate Ebner, Nate Ebner making the roster is not going to annoy me. Devonte Downs is definitely going to annoy me. All right. That's an episode. We'll be back on Friday. We got three days of media access at minicamp. So it's going to be a fun few days on uh, following along with the, the beat reporters being there at practice. So we'll be here on Friday to recap that. Um, so and, and enjoy it. Enjoy it. Cause this is really the last like good amount of coverage you get until training camp. So we'll see you on Friday until then let's go big blue.